Welcome to the Lifeaholic Podcast. Here we share encouraging truths that your soul longs to hear. I'm your host, Tinukemi Olaoye. Welcome to the month of December. How are you doing today? I hope the month of November was very good for you. I pray that this month will deliver every blessing that has been earmarked for you in Jesus' name. So today, I want to begin a short series on what I have called the closing rhythms. This is a guide or a sequence of rhythms or phases that help us to close out a season and begin another one with intentionality. And since a year is a form of a season, I believe this will be very helpful for you as we wrap up 2022. Can you believe it? We're in December when did we even start this year that we are now at the end of it and <laughs> talking about closing it out? Anyway, there are five phases or stages to these rhythms and we'll be focusing on one stage on each episode of the podcast this month. So please stay with me to the end. The five phases of the closing rhythms are one, retreat, two, rest, three, reflect, four, resolve, and five, relaunch. Today, we'll be focusing on the first phase, retreat. Well, before we get into it, let me preface this entire series with a few important things to note. Firstly, the aim of observing these rhythms is to help us gain spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional strength to help us understand and learn from this outgoing year and gain clarity and direction for the incoming year. In essence, we want to close out 2022 well and start 2023 well. Secondly, it's important to note that these rhythms are closing rhythms, and as such, they don't need to be done only at the end of the year. They are useful for any period, you know, in varying depths. It could be for the, for, for the end of a week, a month, a quarter, Basically, it's a good guide for transitioning out of any season into the next one. And our seasons don't always have to follow a calendar. There are different seasons. Sometimes in one year, we could experience several seasons in one year. Sometimes we could experience one season over the course of many years. So our seasons don't always follow a calendar. And so just like you don't wait to the beginning of the year to set goals necessarily, you don't have to wait to use these rhythms at the end of the year alone. You can use these rhythms at the end of any season. But we all have to agree that this period is generally known to mark a season of rest and renewal. The end of the year is generally known to be a season of rest and renewal. So doing it, you know, with a collective energy in the air will be helpful. Additionally, because many people and organizations are also winding down and you know reducing tasks, it may make it easier for you to just generally align your rhythms and routines accordingly, as opposed to doing it at another time when as a business person or employee, certain demands are being made of you that make it hard to focus or to go through any of the rhythms well. Thirdly, these rhythms and the arrangements of the phases are just a guide. The personal adaptation of the guide will vary, certainly vary from person to person. And the amount of time each person gives to each phase will differ because it really just generally depends on you and your life circumstances and the time you have and different things that are unique to you. 
Number four, observing these rhythms should mostly be personal, for sure. We may do things with our families, with our relatives, our friends, especially during this period. We may even go through some of the phases together with other people, but it's better if you go to the group activities with a sense of personal completion. Even if it's just after each phase, you need to find your own answers. You need to have your own personal system and connect with the Lord on your own personally before doing this with others. Otherwise, you may not feel very centered. Lastly, and most importantly, this is not something we do by ourselves. It is something we do with the Holy Spirit. We are taking every phase in union with him every step of it. This is not us trying to figure things out on our own. This is us drawing strength and replenishment from him, connecting with him, listening to him. This is us doing our part in repairing and strengthening our union with the Lord and following his leading and direction. Because at the end of the day, he's the center of our lives and we don't do things in isolation. We are not, um, we don't belong to ourselves. We belong to him. And we want to work with him and walk with him to be who he has called us to be. Especially now when in the world, it has um, the time has come for us to stand up for who we believe in and to be very clear about who is directing us. Now that we have laid the foundation, let us go right into phase one, retreat. What does it mean to retreat? It simply means to pull back or to move back, to take a step back. And at this phase, we intentionally initiate the process of taking gradual steps to slow down and step back from as many commitments and obligations as possible. It is more natural to wind down gradually and we may not even be able to completely cut off from work or other responsibilities. Even then, there should be a mindset, a sense of retreating, of drawing back and stepping aside. Our hustle culture says that we should work till the end. But that is not what the gospel culture says. If we want to get into the flow of rest, reflection, and receiving from God, we will have to take this seriously enough to pause and take the time to pull back from as many distractions and obligations as possible. It can be business as usual. It is a sign of respect to release as much as possible to make time and space for greater intimacy with God, to make time to hear from him and to be directed by him. We all know the obligations and distractions we have. I mean, personally, you know the things that, you know, take your time. You know the commitments that you have before you. And so we can ask for the help of the Holy Spirit in letting go of as much of them as we possibly can. Generally, though, let me share a few tips to help you to retreat well. Number one, set your intention. It's important to know where we're retreating in the first place. It is to draw back, rest, and be present to God and with him. It is to have times of inner quietness and surrounding serenity so that we can spend time with God, hear him, love him, draw from him. It is to learn from the outgoing year and understand the incoming year. It is to renew ourselves in every way so that we are not drained, tired, and limping into the incoming year. Number two, immerse yourself in the word of God. If spending time with God is what this is about, then the word of God must be central. Much more than bite-sized portions of the Bible, this is the period to have an immersion into longer passages per time. 
it creates um, a different atmosphere around us when we are soaked, when we are immersed in the word. And of course, you may also find it useful to use godly guides as well, books, podcasts, teachings that help you to draw closer to God in this period. Number three, relearn the art of saying no. We talked about this last week. It's, I mean, it's not even just about saying no to other people. Many times we also need to say no to ourselves. Remember that when you say no to something, you are actually saying yes to something else. And in this instance, when you say no to more distractions or more commitments and obligations, you are actually choosing to retreat in favor of drawing close to God and gaining strength and direction for what's ahead. Number four, plan your time. At the end of the day, this is what makes the difference, how we use our time. So it's not just about removing things from our to-do list. It's helpful to plan how to use our time. We have said that we are not just retreating to idleness, but our intention is really to draw closer to God. This means that we need to intentionally plan for times of deep fellowship, worship, prayer. We need to plan for times of rest and recreation. Number five, tell a few people. Don't underestimate the power of sharing your intentions with it, with some key people. You may need to mention to them that you're retreating because this will help them to manage their expectations from you. I'm talking about uh, maybe your spouse, your children, your close friends, your, your co-workers. You know, it will also help to keep you accountable. Number six, keep a journal handy. Whether it's on your mobile device or it's a paper journal, you need to have a space handy for writing the thoughts, the ideas and reflections that come to you in this period. Because with retreat comes a new level of quietness and with quietness comes a greater understanding of what the Holy Spirit is saying. So I hope you find these tips helpful for you to retreat. It helps to set the tone. When you retreat, it helps to set the tone for the rest of the rhythms. And I know the closing rhythms will be of great help to you. On the next episode, we'll continue with the second rhythm, rest. Till then, I pray for you from Psalm 119, verse 114, the Passion Translation. I pray that the Lord will be your place of quiet retreat and his wraparound presence will become your shield as you wrap yourself in his word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the podcast. Please share this with everyone you love and I hope to see you soon on the next episode. God bless you.